0: Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Allegedly Astrology. Dana, what are we covering on this episode? Today,
1: we're talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey.
0: Hell yeah, of course we are. Literally, what else would we be talking about? Oh my God, so nothing else to talk about. Nothing else. There isn't anything to talk about. I'm just so happy that they are like taking all the heat off this election cycle. no there was an election exactly there was like a huge republican debate nobody watched it nobody cares nope anyway here we go after weeks of are they aren't they speculation taylor swift herself watched travis kelsey play at arrowhead stadium in kansas city people went truly feral for it it became a pop culture phenomenon Like, you know, obviously we're talking about it, like all of our Instagram and TikToks are talking about it. But there was a lot of media groups that would never usually talk about Taylor Swift, like ESPN, Barstool, the NFL. They all created content about her visiting. The NFL even changed the name on their Twitter to NFL Taylor's version. Thirsty. A little thirsty, but, you know, I get it. Capitalize on it when you got, you know, good press because the NFL doesn't have this, you know, good press all the time. But the visit also introduced Travis Kelsey to the Swifties, who for the most part are welcoming him into the coven. And so, I mean, we are some of those. We stand, Travis. We'll get to, you know, why. But let's check out the astrology of this possible slash probable couple.
2: Okay, so we're going to start off with Taylor. Just a quick reminder of their big threes. So she needs no introduction. She is my queen. Dana, what's her big three?
1: So Taylor's was born on December 13th, 1989 at 8.36 a.m. in Reading, Pennsylvania.
2: We subscribe to her being yeah. Cap Rising. There are other people yes. who don't think she's... Sorry, I a- just flagged up for a second. Mia, yeah, no, she's a, okay. she's a... We use a Capricorn
1: Rising. We've used it uh, for other... We have two other Taylor episodes. It's our first Patreon episode, I believe, and one we did on Taylor Swift's breakup with Joe Allen. So go back and check those out. We've been using the Capricorn Rising and have successfully predicted some things based on it. So it's what we subscribe to. There's another one that says she might be a Scorpio Rising. I could see it. I think she's a Capricorn Rising, though. So she's a Sagittarius Sun, a Cancer Moon, and a Capricorn Rising. And she, like, I mean, this makes perfect sense. The Capricorn Rising is very millennial, very, like, girl boss, which, I mean, she's, like, what, did the biggest tour of all time?
0: This summer? Yeah, very hardworking. Very hardworking. Yes like also, the best at what you do. Yeah, like yeah. you're going to tell it, you're going to tell it right. It's herself. I'm just saying from my own experience as a Capricorn rising. <laughs> I want to so be the best at what I do in her 12th house, which means
1: that she's really attuned to sort of like these underlying parts of herself. So, and it's but it's the fun parts too. It's sort of like a Sagittarius sun is Taylor at the the VMAs like dancing. And so who cares if I mean whether or not she was, you know, sniffing that nose candy she certainly knows how to have fun even if people don't give her the credit all the time because she's a capricorn rising then having the cancer moon in her seventh house really influences a lot of the creativity and all of her song writings. it's conjunct her her jupiter which is exalted in cancer and her descendant so the descendant is the partner this brings in all of these like emotions all of these emotions about relationships and she has whatever midheaven in scorpio which sort of lends itself to being really discussed and like certainly so fake signs in general, but also for sure, Scorpio, people project onto you. So this is her having a lot of influence and a lot of power, but also, of course, people having a lot of opinions about you. So I love Taylor. <laughs> Same. I don't even listen to her music. I just love her. She's done so much.
0: She's really common to her own. And I'm just just pleased to witness the evolution or dare I say her her eras. Woo. All right, here we go. Moving on to Travis, we've actually also covered Travis on, the, on Allegedly Astrology, which is... And we predicted his win. Crazy to say. But yes, we predicted his last Super Bowl win on our episode with Ricky Williams. Ricky, Ricky and Dana predicted that the Kansas City Chiefs would win. And if you listened to that episode, you could have bet and won some money too. Mm-hmm. But Travis is... If you don't know who he is, we're going to tell you. But obviously by now you've Googled everything about him. But mm-hmm. Travis is 33 years old which means he was born in 1989. And he is a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's played his whole career with them since 2013. He's considered to be one of the best tight ends in the NFL right now. And if you aren't familiar with sports ball teams, a tight end is one of the tall guys. They catch the football. They block for the quarterback, sometimes block for the running back. They're pretty tight, one could say.
2: So we stand. He has two Super Bowl rings. He's great. Honestly, when we covered him and his brother in the Super Bowl episode, I low-key became, like, obsessed with him because he seemed so fun and so cool. And now that's only grown. (laughs) And like I just said, he has a brother, Jason, that plays on the Eagles, which happens to be Taylor's favorite team because he's from Pennsylvania. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And like I said, we covered them on our Super Bowl episode. Some people called it the Kelsey Bowl because it was brother versus brother on opposite teams. Yeah. That was like the whole story of
0: the Super Bowl. And their mom, Donna Kelsey. Oh, Donna. Yeah.
2: But the brothers have a podcast together called New Heights where they troll each other and talk about how much they love their mom, which like same. So what's Travis's big three?
1: We don't know. We don't know his birth time, but he was born October 5th, 1980.
2: Travis, give the
0: internet your birth time. This is honestly crazy. We know you like
1: the attention and we want to give it to you. So we would need to know your birth time. He has a Libra sun and a Sagittarius moon. So, Oh my we- God, a Sag moon.
0: Sag, God, is so fun. Yeah. Me and, you and Dana, me and Dana are Sag moons. I just feel, I feel like we'll be uh, in a Facebook group called Let's Not Black Out this weekend. So that is true. Dana. I forgot, I forgot, oh, no, about, I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> and like a lot of people don't give Libra all the credit for maybe being competitive. He does have his Mars and Libra, which is d- in detriment, but it's conjunct his sun. So it really is like lit up and it's in a T square to his Saturn Jupiter opposition. So this is pretty great, especially if he's a day chart. It could be interesting. I, I need to know your. I need to know your rising. We need those houses. Tell me. Yeah, something that I think is super interesting and auspicious in the way that I'm also really interested in this relationship and it, it thriving is that another Libra son is ASAP Rocky, and we all remember him. The only part of the Super Bowl I watched last year was my my favorite person in the world Rihanna's what's it called performance, and ASAP Rocky was attentively you know taking filming called her, video yeah. with his iPhone. So that that really is very, like, Libra husband. And, all, and like, someone who's able to support his queen, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, And he has sc- Venus and Scorpio. So he, I think it's cute that he sort of really went out on a limb. This isn't something that Venus and Scorpio is doing unless they're serious.
2: And because he knows too. that
1: they'll come for him. Like, Swifties will come for you. They're, yeah. If you went on Barbies and they have your number.
2: It is true. And we'll get into some of the QAnon-style facts that they dug up about him and their Taylor's, like, potential relationship. I do think it's really interesting that he has Mercury and Virgo because I feel like he is so charismatic and I feel, no offense if you have Mercury and Virgo, but I feel like it's more, like, buttoned up and, like, more precise. Sure, I hear that. I mean... But maybe that's him on the field. Maybe that's how his mind works. Binders of play. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, it know a lot of stuff. Binders. They have binders. <laughs> he has to know a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> like football's also academic, which is wild and very cool for them.
2: Yeah. Very cool. I also want to know what house uh, his Jupiter in Cancer is in because he is so family oriented too. Like him and his brother, him and his mom. Oh, yeah. Be it, Gemini rising. He could be
0: Capricorn rising. What if they were the same rising? I would freak out. And <laughs> I would like, I'm literally like shaking my hands right now. Because me and my fiance have, but we're both Capricorn risings. I'm a big fan of rising to rising relationships industry. I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting.
1: The new chart was the Sagittarius rising. So that's just some information.
0: All right, well, I just tweeted Donna Kelsey and asked her for, uh-huh. for his birth Hell time yeah. From, yeah. from Allegedly Astrology, you. so you if guys can... Replies, we gotta
2: fucking redo this episode. <laughs> thousand this percent.
1: One day after Mercury station directs, so that Mercury is very strong, very potent, very still.
2: Ooh. So he can probably okay. think whatever the world is running around, he can stop and think. That makes sense. So, how did this all start? So, Travis went to Taylor's errors tour in kansas city at arrowhead stadium aka the place where travis plays football and he was hoping to meet her and give her a friendship bracelet with his number on it but she didn't meet anyone before or after the show and he was very butthurt and he said this all on his podcast
0: <laughs> yes
2: and so he
0: wanted to with the friendship bracelet and if you don't know friendship bracelets are a big thing at the taylor swift concert you exchange them and you make new friends sarah did you do this when you went to see her
2: I did not, but that it was happening around me. I chose to drink <laughs> wine in a car and then I went into the stadium, but people were doing it. Was Just it cute? Yeah. No, it's a thing because it's, it's in one of her lyrics. It's like talking about like exchanging the friendship bracelet. So people started doing it. So it's like awesome a cute community. thing. Yeah. So rumors started to swirl around this potential couple after he said that his brother Jason also was asked at one point, like, what's going on with Travis and Taylor? And he said, I don't really know what's happening in Travis's love life. I try to keep his business, kind of his business and stay out of it. But having said that, I think it's 100% true. So. (laughs) So such a troll. I love it. Yeah. And he said he was joking, but it just like fueled the flames.
0: Love that. I just love that. All right. So after this, Travis invites her to watch a game at Arrowhead Stadium where he plays. This is week three of the NFL season. The Chiefs are playing the Bears. No one even knew that that if, if you if you quiz someone, the only reason we know that is because we're from Chicago and people like, are joked, joked about it. The Bears. We are associated with the Bears, but after watching that game, I would never call myself a Bears fan. But <laughs> yeah. Taylor shows up. She sits in the suite with none other than Donna Kelsey, Travis's mom. And at Kansas year? City, yeah, like they're like sitting next to each other, they're high fiving. It's a whole Kiki. Kansas City sidelines went crazy, and a lot of team members saw that Taylor Swift was there. You, that you saw everyone like looking up from the sidelines. It was pretty cute. Patrick Mahomes
2: wave iconic. He waves like honey-ka. He like how the kid and Little Rascals did to Darla. It was how he <laughs> like, waved at Taylor Swift. I heard that his wife hit it off with Taylor. Did they? Because everyone hates his
0: wife. She's really annoying. But maybe Um, Taylor will help her come back into the public favor.
1: I mean, to help your...
0: Taylor's probably like, I know what it's like to be a blonde woman who people project upon. I will save your career. I will save your reputation, Brittany Brittany Mahomes. Congratulations, Brittany Mahomes.
2: Congratulations, Brittany Mahomes. This is your life raft. So, everyone freaks out that Taylor's there. The NFL, Barstool, ESPN, all commenting on Taylor being there. Memes and merch are made. Like, I bought a shirt from Barstool Sports huh. that said, Loving him is red. And <laughs> guess what? That's so crazy that you gave them I, money. But honestly, I don't regret
0: it. I don't guess. regret it for so, either. Their
1: macrodosing podcast is people who like ours would like theirs.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Well, look, Barstool, do you want to do a collab? Because we really want. Men to learn about astrology, I think it would be helpful for all of us. We accurately predicted the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. It's true. Holler at
2: us. Let's go. We can make you money. So Swifties who never watched a football game in their fucking lives were tuning in and living for it. This was a huge pop culture viral moment. Dude, there are girls that I work with that are like, I've never watched football. Now I'm getting Patrick Mahomes in my TikTok feed. Like... People are turning to sports now. So what was going on when Taylor went to the game? So this was September 24th, 2023
1: at 3.25 p.m. in Kansas City, Missouri. And the rising and moon are in Capricorn and the sun is in Libra. So it's right after a first quarter moon, which is a great time to start anything and a great time to come out and show the world who you are, especially during Libra season. So the moon is conjunct Capricorn which in the first house, which is very like, this is powerful and we have in the 10th house the sun in libra which is ruled by venus in leo which is conjunct juno so this is juno is the the partner it's she was the wife of jupiter venus of course is love and relationships it's also in leo it really pertains to celebrities it's now direct and it's ruling the sun in libra or the sun it, yeah, rules the Sun and Libra. So it's like this Libra. The Sun and Libra is a very, you know, a time about relationships. It's a cuffing season traditionally. It's also really important for Travis because it's his son, Mercury, and Mars return, So he's in a time this like putting him on the map. It's good for Whoa. him to do a lot of important things. Also, Mars was opposite Chiron that day, which is very, I think, healing. Maybe it's, this is starting to heal the gender divide. It's Mars in Libra, <laughs> which wants to, you know, break some harmony. And Chiron's like the wounded... Warrior, So it's really sort of like, okay, like, okay, if Taylor's going to be there, then maybe we'll learn about these stupid, <laughs> this stupid game. Um, we'll learn about sports too. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cute. Also, it's the same rising as Taylor. So it, it makes sense that she's sort of front and center in the same mid yeah. as well. I love that.
2: I love that a lot. Plus, again, just like Venus, Juno, and Leo, it's like, let's stunt. Let's like right. show off. Yeah. Yeah. No. Very fun. And also just like Jupiter in Taurus in the fifth house. Like we're talking about love. We're showing love out here. So after the game, Taylor was seen walking out of the stadium with Travis. They left in his car and they went to a restaurant after with other players and their partners. And it was said that Taylor and Travis were cute and touchy feely all night. Ooh. And I love that.
0: Hands. I love that. Yeah, I saw, like, a sneaky photo of, like, someone who in the bar where she had her, like, arms around him, was kind of, like, leaning up (laughs) against him.
2: I like that she's just, like, hammered in photos. Like, you could tell she's, like, several trees. Yeah, her her
0: arms get even extra gangly when she's, like, (laughs) just the littlest bit drunk. (laughs) But like we said, the world ships this couple. They're amazing. And it sounds like Travis's family and friends had nothing but good things to say about Taylor. On the podcast, Travis said, to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chief's Kingdom was all excited that she was there, that she was absolutely hysterical. And it was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. He said it exactly like that. <laughs> so anyway, That's so cute. we've come to the point in the episode that everyone wants to know Yeah, Dana, what is their bi wheel like? Ah! Is this for real or what?
2: Yes, I think tell us for real. So
1: once again, yeah. Sagittarius sun, a Cancer moon, and a Capricorn rising. He's a Libra sun and a Sagittarius moon. So his moon is in the same sign as her sun, and it's in her 12th house, using, again, the chart that we use, 8, 8.36 a.m. So the moon conjunct the sun is a beautiful placement or a beautiful aspect to have in synastry with someone, especially when it's maybe traditional gender roles like the male moon conjunct the woman sun really sort of like softens him up to her and allows her to be empowered. And vice versa. She can sort of see his emotional, his soft side. And especially with his moon in her twelfth house, he can really love and respect her and appreciate her for her the parts of her maybe that doesn't isn't always shown. But also he can really bring out that fun part of her. So she's of course hardworking, which he um, you know, has a respect for. He went to her I love that he went to her show and he like pursued her because it it's not always like and he then publicly talked about it, right? Which of course I guess I don't know. You could say puts pressure on her, but
0: but generally, like he no puts pressure on him too. Because yeah. if he's like saying that, like You'd get people are going to be like, "You're a loser, dude." Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, because he had a uh, he had a bracelet with his phone number. How cute. Okay. So I love this moon sun conjunction. That's perfect. Also, his Venus is exactly conjunct her natal Mars, and so that's great too. This is two. Both of his feminine placements are on her male, like two of her male placements. You would say, but
2: also Venus conjunct Mars and Scorpio. Yeah, it's intense. Like, okay, Get it.
1: I, I mean, it's too vulgar for me to even think about. It.
2: I'm, <laughs> <insane>. <laughs> but
1: yeah, it's great. It's in also in her eleventh house. So anytime someone has a planet in your eleventh house in Sinistry, they can really Bring a lot of optimism into your life. So, although a lot of people project under her, he might like really project like a lot of you know goodness onto her. Which I mean, she already—it's—I project a lot of goodness onto her. She seems pretty good. But yeah, Venus also on her Mars, like it can make her. It could be really good for her art as well, since he brings sort of like this. I mean, it could be like innovative for her art. We'll, we'll see. And so we talk about Vesta uh, when we do. We're doing asteroids. So Vesta is the asteroid of commitment and like sacred. Bonds. It also has a lot to do with sex. And so it's conjunct her rising in Capricorn. So his Vesta is conjunct his natal Saturn, which is Saturn and Vesta both deal with commitment. And then his Neptune too, which is like Vesta conjunct Neptune is like very, like almost like religious. So this could be like a very sacred bond for him. It's pretty beautiful, which I really love. And then he also has his son in Mars in her 10th house. So it could be like, it could be, I mean, it's hard to say that he could make her more famous, but it could be like, you know, good for her.
2: It's very public. It's expanding her image. Like, yeah. Well, oh yeah. Well, also like not that no one knew her, but I also think like when you think of when she dated Joe, they were very like closed off, very secretive, never seen in public. Her with him is like the opposite. Like they are very public of a yeah. couple. Mm-hmm. Also, they're Mercury, and it is good. For, sorry, it trying. might be good for her.
0: I want like to be, I, I know we know. So. This is very, well, this is a very different relationship than she's had.
2: It's very outside her type. Like, she dates, like, fucking theater guys, british Yeah, British dudes. Like, I think this is the most, as far as we know, the most meathead masculine guy that she's ever dated. I also really like his Jupiter is close to her descendant, close to her moon, which is nice. It's in her seventh house, which is, like, fun and cute. His Chiron's also there, which is, like, Healing, like obviously, you could always like hurt with a little Chiron moment, and they're close in age, so their Chiron's are going to be close. But everyone, I feel like, believes they are going to get married. Just like <laughs> no, America it's okay. believes that, and I wonder if because his Chiron's in her seventh house, it is like healing relationships, healing the other. her whole career with Chiron and Cancer, but oh, well, fine, that's <laughs> fair. But, I mean, Let me not- have this <laughs> fanfic moment. Okay, sorry. I agree, though. I agree. I think that's still true. His Mercury
1: in Virgo he you know, and trying by sign to her natal Mercury in Capricorn. Her natal Mercury in Capricorn conjunct her ascendant makes her very also smart. Mercury loves to be in the first house. But then they can learn things together too. So uh, it's very, and they can communicate. Like, this is, uh, things can get pretty intense when you have Venus conjunct Mars. but it It's just, all the intensities are sort of softened by these other really soft things too. So there's just like, you know, we have the tense. We also have the harmony. Yeah. They can communicate. I, w-
0: I want to go back to the exact degree.
1: His Venus is conjunct, is exactly conjunct her Mars, a 26-degree Scorpio?
0: Yes. How often do you see exact conjunctions of this? Well, anything with Venus and Mars in a synastry chart is going to be hot because it's like... Right. But like what I'm trying to understand the like significance of like an exact like degree conjunction.
1: It just sort of really locks it in. Like there's this this affinity, like you can't... The same sign is like two things in the same room. The same, the same, the conjunction is almost like, you know, two things in the same womb, right? I see a lot of close conjunctions. I'm not sure how often I see a lot of exact ones. I would maybe also... Yeah, I think that. that's
0: very poignant. I don't know. I just, I have a feeling about that.
2: I trust your feelings. <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: So as we know... Swifties, I believe Dana said this one, Swifties are like, what did you say, Barbie QAnon? QAnon Barbie, yeah. QAnon Barbie. So trust that members of my core group have pointed some stuff out, such as, one, his outfit that he wore to the game was blue and white, so very 1989 inspired, which is coming out. He is her 13th boyfriend. Public boyfriend. Whoa. He has the same birthday as her grandma, who she is very close with, R.I.P. <laughs> oh, my God. It, what It's like her grandma's sending. sending. <laughs> she has a song which she mentions. She's like, you'll be 87. I'll be 89. Travis's number is 87. She was born in 1989. She has a 1989 Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> jersey that she was gifted several years ago. Huh. Also, huh. the place she appeared was at Arrowhead Stadium. And Arrowhead, one, she is a Sagittarius. And two, the Archer is a really big song. And then also, Travis Kelsey's signature, one of the things he does to stunt when he makes a big play is he does like the Archer symbol, which she also does in her no. service. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's.
0: Yeah, but he's a Sag Moon.
2: So the archer, like he has it and
0: then it's like it's a nod like like she does it. The archer is one of her songs. Arrowhead. And if you don't know, the glyph for Sagittarius is an archer. An, an archer.
2: If the they arrow. don't get married, I'm going to have to take a day off from work. Like, I don't know what it's going to happen, but it's going to hit me hard. Yeah. because I believe in love right now because of this couple. I believe in love as well.
0: I don't know. I just know. I just feel it. And we've done. We did like Joe Alwyn. We've looked at the charts of her other boyfriends. If you guys are curious, you can sign up for our Patreon. We did a bunch of Taylor Swift sinistry episodes. John Mayer. John Mayer. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. We did Joe Alwyn and her breakups. We've we've looked at a lot of the charts of her of of her former boyfriends. Yes. So we've seen the sinistry. Nothing. Is as lit as this, Dana?
2: Can you <laughs> confirm? Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: for
1: sure. <laughs> is as lit. I feel like when the pandemic started, and like <laughs> freaks on Twitter were like, um, like they saw do- dolphins in the Venice canals, and they're like, nature is healing. Like, I feel like that's literally <laughs> what people are doing for this. Like, this actually feels more real.
0: Oh my
2: god, it is so funny. Fun like dolphins the is canal. Healing.
0: Wow, jocks
2: are back on top. <laughs> the t- final hot people are in love. Nature's healing, <laughs> <laughs> literally.
0: Oh my god. Anyway. There are obviously some skeptics, and we, we choose to not engage with them. But some people think that all of this is very convenient, considering 1989 Taylor's version is coming out in October. I mean, wh- why does she need more publicity? She doesn't need any publicity for her for her Taylor's version albums.
2: Yeah, and there is a theory that she might have done all of this to help Sophie Turner. Oh, yeah, I did I see that. She's that codependent. Like, that's an insane thing, don't you think? If she did do it, I fucking love it. Like, yeah, feel the headline.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, how can I help my friend? I guess I'll just go on one date with this really hot and funny and cute guy. (laughs) It's so hard for me to help my friends. (laughs) She's already, she's also
1: like apparently lending her, her, one of her apartments in New York, which is very sweet.
2: Yes. So, whether or not this relationship is real, there are real economic results happening from this one appearance. So, The Fox broadcast of the Chiefs versus Bears was the highest rated NFL game of the week for women and three different age demographics, which is like insane. And the telecast was the most watched NFL broadcast of the week on any network with 24.3 million viewers. Wow. Wild. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And Travis's jersey sales spiked 400%. As of this recording, he had over 300,000 new Instagram followers. And tickets for the Chiefs' next game on the road against the New York Jets have spiked astronomically because people think Taylor might go because she lives in New York. She has Mm -hmm. an apartment (laughs) here. Santa Claws. She is modern. Season. We are leaving. Which is also hilarious because the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers this season. They're doing so terribly. Like, Jets fans are, like, all but giving up. No one's buying tickets to the games. And then it's like, here comes Taylor Swift, like Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> I'm going to save the day. You'll want
2: to watch the Jets. It's like, it's like amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So, though we are already planning their wedding <laughs> people say you know pump the brakes it's still early days for them they're still getting to know each other but i have to know and be gentle with my heart dana what are your predictions for them what do you think? i'm not going to make any solid predictions for them as a couple because
1: oh. i need their you know i need to know his oh, yeah time but okay just ind- individually which is a great way to do predictions for couples too the eclipses are now happening in the sign of his natal sun and Mars. So, like, October is eclipse season, so that's upon us. So that's happening in his natal sun and Mars, so major things are happening in his life, too. He has three returns away. I think it's sun, Mercury, and Mars return, which is pretty intense. But I have a much more notes about Taylor, since we both have a birth time and are, you know, switch yeah. heads or whatever. So her 2023 perfections, if she's a Capricorn rising, she'll be in an 11th house year, which is goodwill, optimism. It's activating her midheaven. And her solar return descendant is in Scorpio, which is her perfected sign. And it's close to her natal Mars and it's co-present with her solar return Venus. So whatever your solar return descendant is in the same sign that your annual perfection is in, that's an indicator of major relationship occurrences. And if you're not in one, it's an, it's a suggestion that you'll get in one. So I like that. Her solar return ascendant is in Taurus, which is a sign that relates to both relationships and getting pampered. It's ruled by Venus. And it's conjunct Jupiter. It's, it's conjunct Uranus and in the same sign as Jupiter, which is con- about luck, benefits and surprises. So this could be a really surprising year for her where she transforms, too. It could be really good for her art. Uranus can be really cool for art. Her solar return ascendant is in her natal fifth house. The fifth house and the seventh house relate to romance. So this is another indicator that you're going to have a romantic year. Also, it could be really good for creativity. Her progressed ascendant is conjunct her natal north node in Aquarius. So that's sort of like a very significant year as well. And her progressed Mars is conjunct her natal sun. Doesn't perfect until February 27, 2025, but it's it's one degree away. It's applying. So this is empowerment. It could also be, it's in her 12th house, so it could be getting pregnant. I mean, I think that would sort of mess up a lot of her plans, but it could just also be having a lot of fun in the bedroom. And her progressed Jupiter is conjunct her natal moon at three degrees cancer. The moon rules cancer and Jupiter is exalted in cancer. So these are the two the two Cancer sci- or cancer planets, the moon and Jupiter. So this is it's bringing like a lot of, I guess, fertility is like the word, but just sort of like love and like richness to her life. She's getting her needs met.
0: Her, and this is like 2025, or this is we're still.
1: Oh, that that's this is it right now. So the thing that this is right now. 25. It per, the progressed Mars. Her progressed Mars crosses her natal Sun exactly on February 27th, 2025. But currently, it's it's a pro, it's applying. So it makes it's. it's
0: so what does that mean when it perfects?
1: When it perfects is like the peak of anything. So that could be like it's everything. The peak. Yeah, that's sort of like the orgasm. I mean, it's like, you know, like the the release. Now, then something else happens. Um, her progressed Venus is retrograde, and it retrogrades into Capricorn on January 9th, 2024. So that's very soon, and that's in her first house, which is bringing love to her, which I really
2: like.
0: So here's the timeline. They're dating. They're hanging out right now. January, they DTR. He drops the album. We're in love. Fast forward to february 2025 they've been dating officially for like a year and a half they're obsessed with each other travis has just won his fourth super bowl <laughs> end of february they go on vacation to celebrate he drops down on one knee <laughs> they're engaged they're married by the end of 2025 i love this I love fanfic like, holy like,
1: shit i think in real time is the best um
0: yeah yeah that was just <laughs> freed up from my brain or maybe from my heart Straight off the dome, just in those
1: seconds. Yeah. So oh, my just, God. I'm really excited for her. It seems like she could be really happy. Her soul return Vesta is also in Cancer in her seventh oh. house. So that could be a real commitment, a
0: very oh. sacred fall. I yeah. love that. I love that, too. You guys, this is so great. I also heard, Let's we we keep talking about how Travis is hot and whatever, but Lauren Michaels said he was one of the best guests ever on SNL. Really?
2: He- he does seem really funny. He was good on SNL, even in that creepy American Girl doll skit. Like, he seems like genuinely funny. Sad. Well, also something, and I, like, literally, I'm not a person who's like, oh my God, he's good with kids typically. But there was a podcast where his brother's kid was heard in the background. Like, she was like, sorry, because like, you could hear a recording. And Jason Kelsey's like, oh my God, sorry, did you hear that? And Travis is like, yeah, like, no, it's fine. It's just an adorable little voice. And then Jason, Kelsey's daughter comes in and sees Travis and she's like, Uncle Travis. Like, she was like so excited to see him and he was so cute with her. And honestly, my movies were quite glowing. I was like, wow. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) I watched,
0: which is, this is actually crazy, but like I watched the Kelsey documentary just because I had heard Uh about it. Yeah, well, immediately before the Kansas City Chiefs game, like no Danton way. and I watched it in the afternoon. We we're like, "What do you want to watch?" Football was boring, but we like wanted to be football adjacent. And he was like, <laughs> "Do you want to watch that Kelsey documentary?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And so like going from like that documentary, which is mostly about Jason and his daughters and his family. He has three daughters, so like Travis is the ultimate girl uncle. It's so mm-hmm. cute. But like just watching that and then seeing the Travis Kelsey thing, I'm like, I am bought in on this family.
2: (laughs) They do seem very cute. Like, I feel like he seems like so fun and is hot and is good at sports. and is a family person and honestly doesn't seem that toxic, although his ex-girlfriend says that he cheated on her. Yeah, he definitely is like a little
0: bit of a douchebag. He made some mistakes in college for sure. He got in trouble for for like smoking yeah, weed yeah. in the college like championships or whatever. But mm-hmm. and he was just like a party boy in general. So he's he's a literally a kid. Man. Also, he's from he's from the Midwest. We stand Midwest Man. man- done, yeah. You know, a genuine person. He's from Ohio. I'm marrying someone from Ohio. Taylor, marry someone from Ohio. They're great. Another. Ohio boys. Uh, another thing for
1: her QAnon Barbies. Her time lord is Mars, and it's in Sagittarius at 13 degrees this year. So, <gasps> no, no, right I now from 2023. In- yeah, so December 20 20- coming up, December 13th, 2023 is is her you know solar return, and from then on. Say that again. Is December 13th, 2023 at 2:43 p.m. in Reading, Pennsylvania? So that's the chart I'm using. Once again, we use her 8:36 a.m. Sol- her natal chart. So in her Mars is her time lord since it rules her 11th house of Scorpio. And so Mars is at 13 degrees Sagittarius in her solar return chart. So the most important planet for the year is
0: at ah! 13 degrees. 13 degrees. Get it's the, the archer. fuck out. Get the fuck wow. out. Love this. You guys, this is going to be really exciting. Pin this episode to come back to you to see if our timeline and our predictions are right. Because we're, we're really putting it out all on the line here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, with that, I'm Dana, I'm Elise, and Sarah, and this is Allegedly Astrology, Taylor's Version.
2: Yes, bitch, that was good.